Hi, and welcome, welcome to, to Earworms. Earworms. I'm your co-host, Mimi. And I'm your co-host, Keegan. And this and is Earworms, a podcast for the, the things, things you just can't seem to get out of your head. head. Hello to the 86 constant listeners, y'all. <laughs> Woohoo! Woohoo! yeah. I let Mimi know the stats, because I looked at that the other day, just in our analytical stuff review from my website. <laughs> Showing 86 or so people listen consecutively, which, thank you guys so much. That means a lot. If you guys could get more people, then we could get paid for this, <laughs> which would be a nice bonus. But we're, ha- I don't know, it just really shocked me when Keegan told me that number, and he's like, yeah, 86 people listen to this, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, I could have sworn it was four. <laughs> Your parents and mine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, a couple more people than that, though. And uh, thank you all for listening. Um, let's see. This week, who's going first, me or you? Do you have a preference? Um, I guess on a scale of 1 through 10, how long do you think yours is? Pretty sure. It's just a nice, sweet thing. <laughs> I guess let's do that first. Okay. Mine is about an artist, and you know her mainly from probably a TikTok noise. Um, Doja Cat. Doja Cat. Oh, you mean the pop hit that's in one of the uh, Ghibli movies? Exactly, yes. <laughs> this is Stay With Me by Miki Matsubara. And Miki Matsubara was an interesting name that like, I looked into a bit just to kind of see who she was and where this sound came from because I was interested in that. And it led me down a fun wiki rabbit hole. So Miki Matsubara was born November 28th, 1959, and lived until October 7th, 2004. They are a Japanese composer, lyricist, and singer from Nishiku Saikai, Osaka, Japan. Uh, Really talented J-pop, city pop, jazz was kind of how they were labeled in their music and their genre. not a. She kept her like private life and career life very separate and private. Oh, so that's not a nice. lot. Yeah. So not a lot is actually like, known a bit about her growing up. She grew up in a family of four, including uh, her father, mother, and younger sister. Um, her father was a board member of a hospital, and her mother was a jazz singer who oh probably inspired her to like start that career of singing and spreading that good music for other people to hear. Her career started in 1979 and is known from hit songs on her debut immediate breakthrough was Stay With Me, which has been since covered by numerous artists and renditions and (laughs) variations of that song. And she had a very successful career that kept her very busy. And eventually towards the year... Uh, 1990s and such, she started, like, just being in commercials, and, like, her career started, like, going down a little bit at that point, like, quieting off at that point, and then, but her songs did continue to stay in the top, like, 100 charts, like, the entirety of her life, and has made a resurgence. That's amazing. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And the song was repeatedly broadcasted until 2004, (laughs) just on radio stations and stuff. They just loved her her music um she 
did marry um, Masakai Hanjo, um, who was a backing band drummer for her band, and he later became a dentist and would die in 2007 at the age of 54. Um, now, this is why her career kind of came to a sudden halt um, at the age of 44 like she you know had lived her life as like a rock star and pop star and stuff but she lived the celebrity life she yeah. lived a celebrity life yes and at 44 years old she died due to um what would later become announced the public two months after she passed away actually they would announce hey just you know um she died she's passed away due to complications from uterine cervix cancer that was oh. in the later stages and had been diagnosed earlier that year in the year of 2004. So she kind of like before that point, I think she p probably knew privately like she had cancer and was like dealing with that. And that's why she just kind of took a step back from J-pop life, yeah. K-pop life of, of singing and that discography and stuff. But yeah, just super talented artist who died relatively young, even though like they were on the top of the charts and continued to do stuff um, their entire career, which is, you don't see that often that, like, I think maybe Billy Ray Cyrus is the only other one I can yeah. think who's, like, constantly doing stuff and staying on the top of their game, you know? Yeah. Oh, man, that's really sad how she passed away, but I guess we'll go ahead and I'll speak more on this than Keegan. Um, and if you're a young woman of, I want to say it's, like, 22 is the official new age, um, it, it, that is the age that's advised to go to your first like pap smear. And that's where they will look to see if you have that type of cancer. Um, I, from my experience, it wasn't the most fun thing. Um, but I mean, it's needed and it's just, you might not like the appointment, but just know that it's healthy to go to it. So if you do have a cancer of that type, it can be caught ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And that's why those appointments are important. So that's sad that she passed away from that, but you know, it's, Better to go to something you're slightly uncomfortable for for like 10 minutes and know something that's life-altering than be kept in the dark, you know? Exactly, yeah. And her music is still liked and loved today, which I think is really cool that like her legacy continues on with <laughs> with that of it's still every year or so comes back onto the top 100 charts worldwide, basically, for just a really catchy tune from the 80s. That's nice. That's good. Yeah. Stay with me. Uh, but what is your thing this week? Mine is about a childhood anger I experienced. A childhood anger you What do you remember happening in the world when you were eight that caused you to be angry? When I was eight? Eight. I was uh, six at the time. I don't know. I... I don't remember what the world was like when I was eight. What year was that? What was what? Uh, ninety six for you. I mean, not ninety six. Two thousand six. I don't know what happened in two thousand six. I don't think I gained consciousness until high school. <laughs> it's revolutionary. Okay, how many planets are in the solar system? Mm, only eight. Only eight. Because. Because a war was placed. <laughs> a treachery occurred. Neil deGrasse Tyson was on like the board, or maybe he was the person who was like, Pluto is not a planet. planet anymore. So today I will focus on Pluto. And so Pluto got its name actually by a child back in the 1930s, whenever Pluto was um, discovered, there was like a 
it was like a a drawing thing where everyone just put names into a <laughs> box and drew a name and a little 11 year old girl's drawing got pulled and her name was pluto or, or the name she wanted was pluto so that's how pluto got its name that's interesting is that based off of like the disney character pluto or vice versa um do you know <laughs> It's not confirmed, but it is kind of like speculated. So, uncon- uh, an unconfirmed conspiracy theory, basically. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so today we'll just go with some facts about Pluto, just because I kind of like doing fun facts. Um, I will say all of these facts. This is my source is solarsystem.nasa.gov. So it's not like Keegan facts that are unique. Yeah, they can be true if your heart's in the right place. Yeah. But these come from NASA? Yep. Thank you, NASA. Yeah. So, all right, so Pluto is about 14,000 miles wide. Um, That's about half of the width of the United States um, or two-thirds of the width of the Earth's moon. Um, How How many human years do you think it is to equal one Pluto year? Oh, it's long, isn't it? Isn't it like 30? Longer. 50. Longer. 120. Almost double that number. Oh my gosh. 248 years on Earth is equal to one year on Pluto. Um, How many hours is in a day on Pluto? Hours in a day? Yeah. Um, 86. For one rotation. A little bit more. Um, A Pluto day lasts 153 hours, so that's about six Earth days. Okay, that's a long time. I see why they chose not to make it a planet anymore. (laughs) Could you imagine working your stupid little shift at um, in Pluto and having to wait three days before you can go on break, basically? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's horrible. Pluto is officially classified as a dwarf planet. So that's kind of, it got turned from an official planet in the solar system to a dwarf. Thanks, Neil deGrasse. You don't get a last name. (laughs) (laughs) Pluto has a super thin atmosphere of nitrogen, methane, and carbon monoxide. And the atmosphere actually has a blue tint and a distinct layers of haze. So that's kind of what gives Pluto its color. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Methane. Pluto is single. She has no rings. No rings? No rings. Does she have moons? Um, yes. How many moons do you think she has? Two. She has five moons. That's more than us. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> and so her largest moon is Charon, and Charon is um, it's basically as big as Pluto, and they orbit each other like a double planet. Hmm. Okay, yeah. so they're, are they just similar enough in size that that's why that happens? I think so. They just um, got stuck in each other's pole. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have had an encounter with Pluto. We've only had one encounter with Pluto, um, and that was the NASA's New Horizons, and it passed closely to Pluto in July of 2015. But we haven't sent anything to land on we it. We have not sent anything to land, and I don't really believe that Pluto has like enough solidity to really have an area to land. Like, it's not big enough to send a ship up there? Like, not a, not a ship with humans. I don't think we could get out there, but, like, we can't send, like, a rover out there or anything? Yeah, I think... I'm not for sure, but I think it's, like, one of the gas planets where it's just a ball of gas in the air. 
That can't be right. Pluto can't be just a gas planet. It's got to have a surface. I thought it did. Um, well, we can look it up. And then how cold do you think Pluto's surface is? Negative eight. Okay. So for reference, <laughs> where we live, the coldest it gets is like negative 20. And now you're thinking of Pluto that's super, super far from the sun. Yeah. Negative eight, <laughs> at least. <laughs> oh, Pluto does have terrain. It has mountains and frozen plains. I knew it did. You were lying to me. <laughs> it's negative 378 to negative 396 degrees Fahrenheit is Pluto. That's whack. It's too much. Yeah, it's insane. So we cannot live there. We really cannot live there. Ah, oh, beads. Where am I going to go now? Yeah. And Pluto is one of the only planets that has um, an oval-shaped orbit around the sun. Does that mean it's getting further and further away? If it's not a circle? Like, does it, like, slip out of orbit? Like, can it get a little bit too far and go, whoop? <laughs> no, but I do believe, if I remember correctly, because of the shape of its path, it does kind of interfere with um, Neptune's path every now and then. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but I am not sure that that is a Mimi fact, and someone can double-check that for us. But that's all we you have today for here. you on Earworm. <laughs> all righty. Well, that sounds very good. Until next time, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.